Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. Very happy to go out to the Brownie and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Talking a little opening day memories and 2021 Cardinals with Gary Bennett, 2006 World Series champion, former Cardinals catcher himself. Gary, we always appreciate the time, my friend. How you doing today? I'm doing great, fellas. How about yourself? Doing very well. So let's start with this year's Cardinals club. What are you most looking forward to? I mean, we saw them for the first time yesterday, and it, it looked great, especially on the offensive side of things. What are you most anticipating with this year's Cardinals club? Well, I think it's a couple things, and uh, I'm sure it's been discussed around St. Louis, the impact uh, that third baseman you picked up is, is going to have in that lineup. So, you know, Goldsmith, Arenado, and DeYoung in the middle of your lineup is, I think, phenomenal and would rival pretty much anything else out there in the league. Um, there's a lot of potential. Uh, there's certainly a lot of talent. I think, obviously, offensively in that lineup, you've got Yachty, who's a professional hitter. He's going to do what he does. And then if if the other folks, you know, that don't have as much time in the back of their baseball card, the stats don't, don't stack up uh, like these other fellas do, uh, if they can hold their own or reach near their potential i think it's going to be a hell of a team to watch and they're going to be explosive but uh you know that's a big if get some young guys that that have to produce gary you've seen the impact of a huge bat in the lineup of albert pujols and what he can do to other guys a player like nolan arenado and a player like paul goldschmidt does that ease the tension off some of these younger guys like a tyler o'neill a dylan carlson to maybe not try and go out there and do too much and just be themselves I certainly think it does because they're obviously those two are going to do a lot of damage. So they're going to carry the lineup, you know, the lion's share of the work. So the younger guys, exactly right, don't have to feel like they have to be world beaters to go out there. Just do what you do and contribute, put together productive at bats on a consistent basis, and, and let let the, let the big boys do what they do. And it's it will be, it will work out very well for them. Gary, we talked to uh, Tory Hunter yesterday, and I thought something that he said was just so interesting to me. He was talking about how, you know, three years into his career, he was sent down to the minors, and he he made a conscious decision to stop listening to so many different voices that were trying to tinker with the way that he was hitting. He's like, you know what? I've got an identity. I know who I am as a hitter, and we all know what happened with Tory Hunter the rest of his career. Have you seen that as well with young guys that for the first couple of years are trying to find their sea legs, and then eventually they're like, you know what, I'm just going to get back to being me. And What does that do for a player when they get back to that? I think that's the biggest part of the growing pains is you know, you, you get to the major leagues, and, and I, I certainly wasn't an everyday player. I had a few years where 
I played a fair amount, but the guys that are everyday players and, and you know, all world worlds of talent, um, it's it's one getting there. You're cocky when you get there and you think you belong, but you're not sure. And then proving to yourself you belong when you're playing against guys you grew up watching on TV. I remember my first time playing against the Cubs. I grew up in North Chicago. I'm on first base. There's Mark Grace and Ryan Sanders playing second base. And you think you belong there, but then you see that it kind of shakes you a little bit. So one is proving to yourself you belong there. Then the league adjusts back to you because they're going to find some holes and they're going to expose them. And then it's you trusting your ability, showing up some of the weaknesses, and just staying with what you are. And I, I think Tori's saying that is, is you can't try to be somebody else or something you're not. And ultimately, that's what you settle into. And the, and the league will, you know, the league will let you know what you can and can't do. And it's getting that comfort level of believing in yourself. One, believing you belong. Two and just staying within yourself, whatever that your ability allows you to do. We're talking with former Cardinal Gary Bennett here on BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Uh, Gary, on field yesterday, and I'm sure you saw some of this for the Cardinals, you know, we're, we've talked a little bit about it today, the pitching for guys like Jack Flaherty in the bullpen. I- I'm sure you've played in temperatures like what the Cardinals <laughs> played in yesterday. From a catcher's perspective, is there anything you can say to a pitcher when it is 20 degrees out and you cannot grip that baseball? It, it sucks, man. And it's, uh, no, there's really not a whole lot other than, you know, along the lines, you're talking about the hitters not trying to do too much. When, when those outside factors, you know, I can't feel it as well. Sometimes you try to do more versus, hey, let's take a little off. Let's try less. Let's just focus on locating versus trying to get that spin or whatever else. If the grip's not there. It's, it's relaxing. And actually the old less is more model really comes into play in those scenarios. We're talking to Gary Bennett, 2006 World Series champion and former Cardinals catcher. He's joining us here on 101 ESPN. Gary, with opening day here in St. Louis now a week away, and yesterday seeing the official MLB opening day, I did want to ask you, you know, uh, you played in the league for almost 15 years. What was your favorite opening day memory? Do you have one that immediately comes to mind for you? I do. Um, it's, It's tough to say the one favorite, but certainly my first opening day is up there. High on the list, the top three uh, with the with the Phillies. First time hearing your name announced, run out to the line. That's something I'll never forget. But I, I will tell you, uh, definitely one that sticks out. And uh, I was part of I think four St. Louis opening days. Two as a, a member of the Cardinals, and then two uh, as a visiting player. And the first time I think was '02 with the Rockies. And I remember waking up. It was a day game, and uh, you know, making coffee. And I looked out the window. I had no idea what to expect opening day in St. Louis. I've been in a few opening days, but it's different there, as as everyone listening knows. Uh, I remember just opening the blinds window, making coffee, getting ready to go down and get breakfast outside, and all the stuff set up in, in the streets. The red everywhere: jackets, sweatshirts, jersey. Uh, just the amazing amount of energy around uh, Bush Stadium. It blew me away. And then, walking, I think we're at the Hilton, across the street, walk from the Hilton over to Bush Stadium. People everywhere, excitement. It just absolutely floored me. I loved it. It was amazing. What do you think that's going to be like for a guy like Nolan Arenado, who's gone through plenty of opening days, Gary, with Colorado and seen everything that you can imagine being on the road, but the first time when you step onto the field at Bush Stadium, and, and it's not going to be the same this season with not having the red jackets that they usually do and the, and the building right. not being as big as it usually is, but just that feeling, can you talk about what that is when you step onto that field, whether it was home or away? 
Yeah, it's 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 actually tough to put into words. It's the the I was in St. Louis just in awe of of the, the you know the pomp and circumstance, the the Clydesdales, the legends of the game that are there. Which is that obviously it's going to be different this year, but just just the the sound and the feel and the smells. It's it's tough to put a finger on, but St. Louis was just I, I was in awe. Like I said, it was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Just, just kept smiling, standing around, uh, just awestruck. Gary, the final thing that I wanted to get to with you, I can't believe this is the case, but this is the 15-year anniversary this year of the 06 World Series Championship. I, I was talking about this yesterday, the other day. We had we had another member of the 06 team on with us, and I, I recalled the Bob Nightingale story that was Tigers are going to win this one in three. It's just it's such an <laughs> uneven matchup that the Tigers they're going to win this one in three. What do you remember about that series? And did you guys feel that inside of that clubhouse of how the outsiders were looking at this series between the Cardinals and the Tigers back then? Um, no, we didn't really feel that. And I, I could tell you, it, it went back to, I, well, Padres were supposed to beat us. We weren't supposed to have a chance against the Mets. Uh, and then obviously it was the same thing with the, with the Tigers. But I remember that first game in San Diego, just to, I guess to veer off your question a little bit, it was the first time that lineup had been completely healthy since I think April. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Pujols went down for a while. Jimmy went down for a while. Scotty went down for a while. Uh, Eck was down for a while, and it was the first time that entire lineup was healthy and back. And it was cool to see walking and sitting on that lap. So, no, um, on paper, you can say what you want. I mean, certainly uh, some teepers, teams on paper sound and look deeper or better, but you got to get out between the lines and play it, man. And and we had full confidence in it, top to bottom on that roster, and it didn't affect us one bit or other. didn't even think twice about what, what people on the outside were saying. Gary, last thing for you. Yesterday we talked with Walt Jockety, and he was the guy that was kind of the the mastermind behind putting those teams together in, in the early 2000s. And we asked him if this year's club with the Arenado Goldschmidt kind of middle of the order reminded him at all of the way that he put together teams. He said he actually thought that the Arenado trade reminded him specifically of the Scott Rowland deal that they made. Does this team remind you at all in, in its construction of those early 2000s Cardinals clubs that you were on? I, th- I think the horse is in the middle, certainly. Um, I think the only difference, uh, I, th- I think the talent, the potential is, is obviously off the charts. It's just there's there's some of those younger guys aren't as proven as maybe some of the guys on the roster uh, of those early uh, 2000 Cardinals teams. But there's the potential-wise, man, I'm, I'm looking really looking forward to the arms they got, the athletes they got offensively, I'm really looking forward to watch. So uh, if they put it together, man, they're going to be dangerous. Well, Gary, we're looking forward to watching that. We always look forward to talking with you. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. All the best to you and yours, and we'll talk with you again soon, my friend. I appreciate it, guys. Anytime. Thanks for having me on.